Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. So today is the um, last of the Psalms of Summer series. I got to get all serious after this. So, uh, but it's the last one. I've kind of tucked this away. Um, Psalm 139, pretty familiar psalms to all of us. Tomorrow, big day for this community, first day of school. Amarillo started Tuesday. Um, homeschool kids can begin whenever mom says it's time, okay? Uh, so if you're in, God bless you as well. But it's a special time because... We, we try to purposely use this Sunday to launch our kids into destiny. Uh, it's a scary time for some parents, for some uh, about to push a kindergartner to school. That's flat scary. You're like, where in the world did that go? Some first grade, some first day in high school, uh, some of you are already celebrating the empty nest. You dropped your college kids off. Uh, congratulations. Welcome to the club. All right. Um, you think you're going to do a lot, but you still got to go to bed at 9 because you're old. So, <laughs> but party on. Do, do as long as you can. All right. Uh, but uh, it is a time that we kind of launch them, and we'll do that in a little bit. I want to read some scriptures to you before I jump into Psalm 139. Jeremiah 29, 11, one that very familiar to many of us. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And that's the most important part. And it goes on, but I won't read it. The plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Proverbs 16, 9 says this. In his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Boy, that's a good word right there. Some of you that are as mature as me, that, that you understand that better. Joshua 1, 3. Remember, Moses has died and Joshua's left in charge. It's a beautiful text in Joshua 1, 3. God says, I will give you every place where your foot lands. Every place place your foot lands i want you to go to psalm 139 i'm going to take this kind of not all the verses but just some as time allows and i want to break them out a little bit for us and i want you to see some things you may not have seen before in these but i also want to uh, let this launch you as mom and dad grandparents and kids into a new school year Psalm 139, O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. 
You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out, my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. I want to stop right there and want to say something to you. When I read those three verses in my Bible in the margin, I write these words. Like no other God. See, there ain't another God that can pin that. All other gods were made by something, someone. Our God, the one true God, the creator spoke it all. He spoke it all. And when, when God says this about you, you got to understand who pinned it. When God speaks this over your child, when God speaks this over your college kid, when God speaks this over that little kindergartner walking in for the very first time, they think they're big. Mom and dad says, oh, you're not. And they turn and smile and wave at you like they got this world, like they got it. And you cry your way back to work. Some of you are like, I'm crying already. Stop. But, but that's, that's what it's like. That's what it's like. Remember, that little one that you send into that school, this is what he says over them. I know when you get in that chair, I picked your desk. I know when you get up to go eat. I know when you go to recess. I know when you hop on that scary yellow bus, I picked your seat there too. He knows when you sit, when you rise. He is familiar with all your ways. Verse 4 says, Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. Some of us really don't like that verse. You don't like Luke 6.45 either. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. People will always try to say, whoops, I slipped. Whoops, that was an accident. Whoops, I usually don't talk like that. You may not, but your heart does. <laughs> the Father, not just in a convicting way, knows your words. But understand when he says, I know a word on your tongue. I know the word on your tongue before you utter it. Think about the God who can say that. Think about that. Think about the God who has written that destiny. If he knows the words before you speak them, he's probably the God who penned, I know your foot before it lands. Can that comfort you, please? If he is so smart to be out ahead of our words, don't you think he can direct our steps? You don't have to think anymore. He does. I love 5 and 6. I know I'm kind of running quick, but, but I love 5 and 6. I want you to listen to 5 and 6. You hem me in behind him before. I want you to listen to these words. You, mm, you have laid your hand upon me. 
Such knowledge is too wonderful for me and too lofty for me to attain. Who has their hand on your baby? Who? He does. You have laid your hand upon me. You ever walked into something that didn't look good on paper? You see, I, I know I've told you this story before, but I, I want you to understand. A long time ago, there was a boy who walked into the second grade for a second time. Chosen by his parents, especially his mother, to do that. If you looked at that from the perspective of man, oh, bless his heart. He's going to have a hard year. He's going to have a hard life. How unfortunate for him. But, oh, my God writes on paper, but he already wrote it. And what he penned was his plan. For in that second, second grade year, he met a lady who simply worked in a cafeteria, handed out corn dogs and tater tots, who spoke in his life and pretty much set him up for his destiny. And seven years later, along with his mom, at her funeral, his mom came in face to face with the reality that she had heard God, made the right decision, and her boy was going to be just fine. What looks on paper to be bad, maybe not your choice, might be his destiny all about it. So I want to ask you to do me a favor as your pastor. I want the ear of a mom and a dad who is going to have to fight this year to not go ahead and solve a problem, save a child from some pain, or maybe smooth something over so they don't get hurt. If you'll trust the Father to walk his child through that, it might be not only his destiny, her destiny, but yours as well. Amen. Trust him. Because, listen to me, it is his hands that are on our kids. Verse 7 says this, and I got a row. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? What a rhetorical question that is. Is he really looking for an answer here? Yeah. You ever thought about that? Where can my son, daughter go apart from your spirit? Where can my son or daughter go apart from your presence? 
Nowhere. Nowhere. In verses 8 through 12, he begins to answer the question. If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand, again he reminds you, will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, the light will become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like a day, for darkness is as light to you. Everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. And then I want you, I'm not going to read it because you, you know this, but 13 through 16 Someone said, what is 13 through 16, Jeff? 13 through 16 is simply one word. It's called purpose. Purpose. What you see in 13 through 16 is purpose. There is not one that he knit together in his mother's womb that he doesn't have a purpose for. Not one. No accidental birth, no mistake, no bad night, no, no, no mess-ups, all purposed. Those given the chance to fulfill it are those who unfortunately was taken from them. God help us as a nation. Yes. But I'm telling you, purpose. This is the creator the one true God, the one that spoke something from nothing. And you tell me that what he knit together in his mother's womb, he doesn't have a purpose for. He has a plan. And as much and as credible as the plan that mom and dad's write, oh my gosh, they pale in the comparison to what the father has scripted. Some of you have more than one child. Same mom and daddy. Oh, so different purpose. How old were they when you looked at each other and said, Lord, help, they're both ours, but my gosh, they're so different. They're different because purpose is never the same. Accept that difference. Smile at that difference and go, oh, what an impact for the kingdom they're going to make. What an impact. Because, oh, Lord, help. If you would have seen the paper that my life had penned early, them teachers were like, I don't care who I get, just don't give me him. And when I did get one, she said, oh, I got you this year. I don't know what that meant. But it didn't sound even good at third grade, right? <laughs> what God has is big, 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 big. I want to roll on down because I want to get to a text that's for mom and dad. You probably never thought that moms and dads and grandparents have a, a, a text here for them. But verses 23 and 24 are verses 
from moms and dads and grandparents. And I want you to listen to this. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. And watch these words. If you have NIV, you're not going to like this because you thought as a parent the days of this was over once I got out of school. Oh, no, they're not. Know my heart. Watch these words. Test me. Mm, test me. And know my anxious thoughts. Look at verse 24. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I want to teach you something. Tomorrow morning, maybe even right now, there's a test going on. Here's the test. Do you trust me with your child? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Search my heart, oh God. See if there's any anxious thoughts in me. Test me. And watch this. See if there's any offensive way. You know what offensive is? Offsides. In football, you get a penalty. Ten yards. They call out your number. Most time, the only time a, a lineman's number is ever called is in all negatives. It's true. A lineman never gets anything positive. They only get called attention to in negative moments. Offsides, number 71, offense. 71's pump, parents are hiding. All right? Offensive. Here's offensive to God. These are my children. I got them. You stay on your side. I'll stay on mine. Offsides on you, Mom. Offsides. Quit meddling, butting in, and taking over. Don't control them. Don't run their life. Don't, don't squash out everything. Don't rearrange them. Don't rearrange their friends. Don't set things up. Don't, don't do anything. I got this. Don't be offensive. Don't jump off sides, parents. What do you mean? Let God write his purpose. I'm telling you this. What you see on paper and what you think is happening in the moment can be God's plan from the get-go. Let it walk itself out. Now, don't go extreme and go, well, my son gets punched in the face every day by the same coach. I really don't think the coach is punching your son in the face every day because over time there wouldn't be a face, okay? But what is happening is maybe that coach or teacher is pushing your child just a little bit. Let it play out, see what happens. Don't run in, okay? Many times Melissa and I we're faced through school whether to jump in. Sometimes my title as a senior pastor in the community kept me from doing it. Sometimes as a board member, <laughs> I didn't, okay? But what I had to sit with is this. Hey, Jeffrey Wayne Ponder, remember, it didn't look good on paper for you either, but would you rewrite it today? Oh, no. 
I wouldn't rewrite that today. Don't jump off sides. Let it play out. Trust the parenting job that you have done, the child that you have raised, and the father who's got your kid. I promise you, when you look back, it's going to be gorgeous. Last thing, and then we've got something to do. James 1.1 reminds the 12 tribes scattered among the nations to simply do one thing. Bloom where you're planted. There are students today that have been chosen for a certain class by a certain teacher for a purpose bigger than themselves. And I've said this a couple times before. This may not be the teacher that you would have picked for your child. But this might be the child that God has picked for the teacher. Got to hear that. Your God has got a plan that is so big. Each day you push little Junior and Susie out the door, you simply look them in the eye and you tell them to bloom right where God put them. They can change a class. They can change a teacher. I've seen kids change mom and dad. This school year, we want to send our kids out as purpose. Okay? This is not just first grade. This is purpose grade. This is not just freshman in high school. This is purpose grade in high school. I've seen years in a school change a kid forever. Just one year. This could be that year. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to invite you to stand, church. And all around you are boys and girls, children, families. How many of you are teachers and administrators? I want you to raise your hand. Do something in public school. Amarillo, Hertford Canyon, don't matter. All right. Look around you if you've got one of them around you. Now, here's what I want to do. The worship team's coming up. If you're on the ministry team this morning, I'm going to invite you to come as well. During the invitation time, as we worship together, I want this place right here, okay? As you worship, we're going to pray. If you see a student or a group of students or an administrator or a teacher or a coach or anybody that's involved in public education that's going to school, we're going to just go pray over them. And I want, you say, well, that's very disruptive, it's not disruptive. Prayer is not disruptive. You can move in church. I want to give you permission to move. And I want this place to become a worship center of prayer. As we worship, we're just going to pray. And we're going to speak destiny and purpose over teachers, administrators, coaches, students today. All right. Begin now going wherever you want to go to get your hands with the extension of his hands on students, teachers, coaches, everybody. And let's just start praying. Paxton leads us in worship. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, 
and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.